I'm Kim. And I'm Rachel. We are both teachers. And we are both stressed. You're listening to Desserts Background. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode four. Oh, we're on four already? <laughs> yes, we're on four. <laughs> I thought this was three. No. Oh, you're right. I know. Oh, Jesus. Amen. This one. So this is going to be the episode that airs on my birthday. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. Thank you. Do you like you. the present Thank I got you? you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I'm glad you like it, even though you don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So it is actually January 27th, but we record these a few days, a few weeks in advance because we have jobs and <laughs> we are teachers nope. and this is just kind of a thing we do. I didn't have work today. Well, I did have work. You I didn't. took off of work. Tell us why, Kim. I got vaccinated. Yeah, boy. I'm so happy That's awesome. to have a knee. How are you feeling? I'm my arm is very sore and I'm very tired, but I don't have the feverish chills that people are saying that they're experiencing. My coworker had the fever chills thing, um, but but uh it was only for like that night. Yeah, I I might take a Tylenol to be preemptive before I go to bed. They said for your second dose, that's when the side effects are a little stronger. My my cousin, who is a nurse, she said that the second dose she she put on like her Instagram story. If you're when you get the second dose, um, make sure you take a day off of work. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> the next day. Yeah, so I'll have to take two days off, which is fine because yeah, I have unless 13 you can, PTOs. Unless you can get like a weekend or something. Maybe I don't. I, I mean, we'll see. Oh. Well, um, it is super exciting if you're if you're like for the vaccine, which, you know, Kim and I both Kim got her vaccine. I'm planning on getting mine um, when I can. Then it's a it's an exciting thing when you're waiting for it. it it's I know, especially for you, um, you felt like just a huge weight was lifted in terms of anxiety. Yeah, I just like not even for the fact because I know if I got covid, there's a good chance I'll be fine. And I completely understand that. It's just for me, it was more significant in the fact that like life can be normal soon. And I don't have to live in fear of getting it. Because like, even though I know if I got it, I would probably be okay because I'm younger and I don't have any underlying conditions and stuff like that. I don't even want like, why even take that chance if I, if I can avoid it? It's like, it's like, get the, it's like people who get the flu shot. Why do you get the flu shot? I mean, I know I'm going to live if I get the flu. Do I want to, do I still want the flu? (laughs) See, I will say this, though. I understand not getting the flu shot. That bad boy is only 40 to 50% effective. That's it. I didn't used to get the normal flu shot until I lived in dorms. I get that. And then and then I started getting it because our one <laughs> friend came down. Like, I never saw anyone get the flu before. And it not my friend had to go to the hospital. <laughs> They they got, well, they started with the flu and then it turned into pneumonia, which then turned into a a collapsed lung. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and they and it, this was a very athletic, like healthy dude. And he, I had never, I had, I was like, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Like he was out of commission for a real long time, and I was just like, I don't. That's wild. Don't even want to. Try. I've never known someone to get knocked down by the flu that bad. Yeah. Like I've known people who had the flu, but I just haven't that bad. After um, I witnessed that, I was like, no chances. <laughs> that's really funny but but what i was gonna say is that the the vaccines for covid are like nine over 90 percent, like 94 97 percent effective or something like that yeah so and i know some people don't want to take it because they're they they're they're like ah oh, you know they rushed it and stuff like that but the way that right. i see it is that first off like every year like just just five years ago Think about the, the, think about what your cell phone looked like. Like, this is how I think of it. This yeah. is my analogy. Like, our cell phones and the speed at which our cell phones could run out, like, memory cards, you know, like, all that. In just such short time, uh, this phone that I have in my hand now is so much more advanced than the phone I had in my hand five years ago because of yeah. improvements to technology and science. So, of course, to me, it logically makes sense that um, it's that this vaccine could be made in such a short amount of time because we're in 2021. Like, our science and our technology yeah. is at its peak that it's ever been. It's not like we're in the 50s anymore with polio where it takes, like, five years to come up with a vaccine because we have so much at our fingertips, so for me personally, it's yeah. not, I'm, I'm not scared of them, quote unquote, rushing it because of my faith in, in science, because I am a woman of science as a math teacher. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that's super exciting. Yay! For you. So we got yeah. Caffeine Corner! Um, yeah, we got Caffeine Corner. Now, um, this Caffeine Corner, we have a few that are coming up, but this particular one was sent in by my oldest friend. Older than me? Oh, so this was sent in by my friend Johanna. Johanna was born... Um, my birthday is February yeah. 11th. Johanna, do you want your birthday and, out on the internet? <laughs> and, and I'm not going to say her birthday... But um, her birthday is within five days of mine and one year earlier. Oh, so wait, did you guys know each other since so, you were like babies? Yep. Oh, because your parents knew each other through church? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, through church. So we grew up in church together. We were in the nursery together. So she is my oldest friend. Oh, she beats um, me. I know. Um, so she sent in this caffeine corner um, and it was the medicine bomb. So a tea, it's a honey citrus mint tea from Starbucks, um, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, she sent that in and uh, Kim. I have strong feelings. You just straight up refused to I buy it. I refused to purchase it because I've had it before. I had it, I had it about five or six years ago when I worked retail and I, I had a particularly bad like, like, cold sinus thing going on and my my boss i was so desperate and so stuffy that my boss was like go to starbucks and like get some tea or something like i had a really bad sore throat and she told me like get the hot medicine bomb tea and 
I went and got it. I had one sip and I like spit it out. I hated it. I hate tea. I'm so sorry, people of the internet. I hate tea. <laughs> I love tea. I hate mint. I hate orange citrus with mint. Like that's orange juice and toothpaste put together. I didn't think so. I I I give it okay. negative five Starbucks. <laughs> okay, so I saw it and was like, I couldn't remember if I had gotten it before. Because I feel like one time I had a cold and I went and my friend was like, you need to try it. And I thought that I had gotten it before. But then I, so I went and I ordered it and I was like, wait, did I get it before? And I was drinking it and I wasn't sure. And then towards the end of my drink, I was like, oh, I think I did. But then I was going back, I was waffling back and forth. I was like, I don't know if I've had this. So, um, but I give this... 4.5 out of 5 stars. Oh, no. Starbucks. I would Starbucks, yes. <laughs> um I would order this on my own for sure. I really liked it. I love tea though, so I am coming from a different place, but I thought it was really good. You know, it has so it combines two teas. It combines like one of their mint teas and then like a peach tea, and it's two tea bags. Um and it's I don't know if they put honey in it or if the honey's naturally in it. To, I don't know. It, I know honey goes in it. And I also don't like yeah. honey. Um so it's like all the things I hate in one beverage. See, I love honey. I put honey in my coffee, I put honey in um in my tea. If you like honey and you haven't tried it in coffee, um, I recommend that over sugar. But uh it was it was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not. And I, 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 I not distinctly remember from six to five years later. Five to six. six not six to five. <laughs> I don't, I'm, That's, yeah. I'm a little fatigued well, from vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So let's go ahead. We had somebody, because we have something special coming up a little later. Um so I want to do this now. Let's do our classroom horror story because we had someone email us at dessertsbackwardspod at gmail.com and they shared their horror story and Kim is going to read that for us. Yes, I will read it in a dramatic fashion and I'm going that. to give uh, this person a name, a fake name, so we do not okay. give uh, their identity away. So this person. Right, so what's this name? I'm gonna call this person. I want to come up with a good name. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton, so I'm gonna use a Bridgerton <laughs> name. So okay. this is Daphne Bridgerton. Okay. <laughs> so so we'll call her Miss Bridgerton. Miss Bridgerton. So it says, my first year of teaching, right out of college, I taught high school special education and had a resource room period. Resource room is oh, meant. Wait, that's that is that is so much. Like to have a resource your first room? year out, and it's like here's your resource room. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not thinking about. I mean, sped. if that's what she studied, then like you're preparing for it. But I high schools is high resource, school room resource room like full day tough. resource like FDR kids. At at my school, resource is a self contained class. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah, uh, to uh, growing up. When, I, when we were in New York, I thought of resource room as pulling out for minutes. Okay. So it, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't um, know. It depends. Well, kudos to you, Daphne Bridgerton. Resource room <laughs> is meant for students to be able to get extra help on their work. It usually ends up being more like a study hall. Okay, so this wasn't full day resource for her. 
or him, them. Okay. I had a small class, five to ten students, and most of them were very quiet. I had one student. Oh, okay. She gave him a fake name. His name is Paul. (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Okay. Paul was very quiet, but usually worked for most of the period. One day. It's always, it's always the quiet ones. I in it though i was gonna say i wasn't i wasn't a quiet one so it wasn't me (laughs) one day the class was quiet which you know is concerning because my Mm -hmm. classes are never completely quiet unless they're taking a test students were working and one of the other students who was a girl came up to me and said miss bridgerton paul is doing something inappropriate and i looked over at paul and luckily i could only see his back from where his desk was in relation to my desk but from what i could see he was well <laughs> he was why he was beating the meat <laughs> he's beating the meat if you get what i mean i was shook Stop. i love how this person wrote i was shook i was shook <laughs> and i had no idea what to do he stopped on his own when he found out that he had been ousted <laughs> Just there. <laughs> is this oh so this is high school jeez luckily i had a teacher's aide in my room and asked her what to do again i was only 22 oh my um and very unfamiliar with what he was doing okay my aide okay. said that she would go and get a male administrator which is a good choice the administrator <laughs> came and he got served detention i yo i would have um suspended him the rest of the year was very awkward and i never and he never did it again i feel like that would have that could have been an alternative school placement in our district i like i i don't think i've heard of this happening before in other schools um it's never happened i believe on my campus, I, I have never heard of this occurring, but I've definitely heard of this happening in other people's classrooms at other schools. And I, I, in the words of Daphne Bridgerton, I also would be shook if this occurred in my classroom. Now, also, oh, like, yeah, she's a first year teacher, too. So, like, I also know, like, knowing my first year that I also would have been, like, very much like not what to do because you're not really in your discipline mode that at that time no no classroom management is like you're working on yeah so like what we would do now is like we have a special like hotline phone to to text at school that is yeah that um we have a name we 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 call it the bat phone actually and you're (laughs) you're supposed to text it when you need like immediate assistance in your classroom that's funny for any sort of disciplinary reason Okay. So the fact that, um, like, I now know that, like, this is a circumstance where I would use that. Right. I don't, I would probably, uh, you know what? I don't know what I would do. I I don't know what I would do. I probably would have done what she did, well, where it's like, I we did, need to get an AP. Well, also, and like, just, like, you don't want to bring attention to that because you don't, like, other kids haven't no. noticed yet, you know? So you don't, no. you don't want to be, like... Stop what you're doing, you know, because then that's just going right. to bring attention on him and all the other kids are going to see something inappropriate. And oh, right. my God, I, I, I just this reminded me I have a very good horror story for a future horror story. OK, and it, it's it almost tops this one. 
that's going to be hard to do, but we're going to save that for next time. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's, uh, I, I don't, I can't even imagine that happening. I'm so <laughs> hashtag blessed that I haven't had to deal with that. It's, I, I'm same. <laughs> I would not. I'd be I'd be so uncomfortable. Well, I'm it's like when you're on the subway in New York City. Mm. And it's just like this cuz this this often happens if we're we grew up near New York City and like we never yeah. I never no actually no yeah I did experience that on the subway. I was going to like you I didn't. Uh, not like to me but like I've definitely seen inappropriate things occur like this on the New York City subway. <laughs> See, I I found this subway confusing, which I mean a lot of people do. If you're not if you don't like if you don't live in New York and use the subway often, the subway system is not intuitive. It's not an intuitive no, thing. Especially the New York and so one. No, so I always I preferred to walk. Mm, I hate walking, you know. That. I walked all the time. No, I walked all the time. And so um You can't walk to the Metropolitan Museum. Yes, your girl can, oh, that, and I would. I used to do it all the time. Oh, it's all the way uptown. Mm-hmm. Where is it downtown? But I, I, but I like walking. It's up. It's uptown. Yeah, it's near Central Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 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 Well, thank you, Daphne Bridgerton, for that wonderful, embarrassing, wow, awkward story. And I, I live. I'm so sorry you experienced that, but also I lived That's- in these moments. <laughs> That's a that's the kind of teacher horror story we are looking for, my friends. I, so if you have one that it doesn't have to be that good, no. right? Or well, that's not it doesn't good. Have to, it doesn't have to be that bad. Well, <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to be that bad. But I mean, if you have a good teacher horror story or a bad teacher horror story, um, send that in. You know what? Honestly, if you if you as a student witnessed something, maybe you're only in your first year teaching and you don't necessarily have um a teacher but if you as a student were like this this happened in my class send that bad boy in and we'll sympathize with the teacher yes send it to desserts backwards pod at gmail.com and while you're at it send our instagram some love honestly though it's at desserts backwards on instagram and we have like what 23 followers on there honest yeah but we have uh, almost 100 people listening to this podcast as of the first episode I know. So help us out. Like, honestly, though, I'm going to give a shout out to Glow Stick Daddy <laughs> because <laughs> we used Glow Stick Daddy's drink in the first episode. In the second episode. And in this, you're right. The second episode, we used Glow Stick Daddy's drink, but Glow Stick Daddy watches all those Instagram stories. <laughs> she likes all those Instagram posts. Glow Stick Daddy is the real She is one the VIP of Desserts Backwards Pod. She is the, yes, the MVP of the podcast. We should have like Glow a weekly Daddy. MVP person. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> every week, every week it's going to be Glow Stick Daddy. Thank you, Glow Stick Daddy. <laughs> we'll send you some Glow oh. Sticks. All right. Okay. So it is time for a special treat. Now, before we do the special treat, let's, let's, let's kind of get into why. So Kim and I both. Um, participated in um, gifted education, gifted and talented education. Um, we were GT kids. That's what our school calls it, is GT. Um, but you and I had vastly different experiences involving GT. Yes. 
So um, to kind of like bring in another perspective, um, we are bringing in my mother. My second mama. Your second mom. Uh, We are bringing her in. So here we have our very special guest, my mother. (laughs) Well, hello. It's so good to be with you, ladies. Mama D. So we brought mom on because um, I was actually on the phone with her before just asking questions to make sure I had my stories straight. And she unveiled way more information than I remembered. And I was like, there was tea. And I was you just need to come on. I I can't do this story justice. And so here she is. Yes. And she uh, and she had a whole like. Yeah, we were trying to figure out how to get her audio in and everything. And she goes, well, I have a mic. And she has her recording software because um, mom does uh, some voice work Ooh. for phone systems. <laughs> Thank you for calling us today. Please press one. Right. Two. No, no, no. Yep. Please note for quality assurance and training purposes, your call <laughs> may be monitored and or recorded. <laughs> Para español, por favor. Primo número dos. That's what you said to my Spanish. <laughs> right. So uh, if you ever need any phone system work, hit us up at uh, Desserts Backwards and we'll forward your information to mom. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so um, let's let's start back at the very beginning. Now, I don't think, mom, that you have a lot of memory of us being... They didn't tell you guys that they were testing. I think they just tested everybody in every class. They did. Yeah, they actually did because when I got the call and they said, you know, we tested your daughter and, you know, we wanted to put her in the gifted class, I I actually was like... Are you talking about Rachel DeRoche's? <laughs> and and again, no, not throwing any shade. It's just you weren't a great student, <laughs> oh. you know. So, so I was a little surprised when they said that you were, you know, going to be in this gifted program. Of course, I was thrilled, but I was, <laughs> but I did not know they were going to be testing you ahead of time. So I think that this might be a good uh, place to talk about something that's going to kind of be a theme throughout. Um, this saga, if you will, which is um, the function behind behavior. So um, when you're, I mean, this can apply to parents too. When you're a teacher or a parent, when you're dealing with children, um, part of knowing how to discipline and what discipline and consequences to use is you have to know um, why they're misbehaving. And this really comes into play a lot of times with um with students with ADHD or with students with an emotional disturbance, but it can also be a really big thing with kids who are gifted. Um, so the the whole idea behind it is that um, you need to find the reason for why they're misbehaving. So if you have a kid who is yelling and screaming in class and they're doing it for attention, what you should not do <laughs> is start yelling at that kid and stop that kid and address them in front of the whole class. That's what they're looking for. Rookie mistake. Um, if you have... Right. If you have a kid who is trying to get out of work and so they are asking you a lot of questions, even though, you know, they understand. Right. um, You shouldn't sit there and keep talking. You should just redirect them to the directions and maybe walk away and circle back. So but the way that this applies to GT kids is a lot of times really, you know, bright students will wind up acting out in class and being a distraction or talking because they're done with their work. Or they're not being and, challenged or they, 
yeah, or they know, oh, this is only going to take me five minutes. I don't need 15 minutes to do this. So let me procrastinate. Let me go and like chat for a few minutes and then do it at the end of the class. I'm not going to do this now. Um, and so figuring out that function behind the behavior is really important. But that I think that that was part of the reason why you were so surprised is yeah. because that's what I would do. I would I would just kind of sit there and, and talk and not do my work right away and then be scrambling or whatever. But um, but it was because I was just so bright. Mm, I guess so. But <laughs> <laughs> now, Kim. You remember, I don't remember taking that, that multiple choice I test, remember. but you do. I yeah. remember. Well, that's because I was traumatized. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like this is, there are a lot of things that I look back in our friendship and I go, well, if this isn't a sign of Kimberly's anxiety, I don't know what this, is. <laughs> this really, expl- now, now thinking about this right now, because I didn't even put this together until literally this moment, that, it, that explains a lot. Because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember taking this test because the test was very specific in the way that the questions were not written. The questions were spoken to us verbally and only the multiple choice answers were in front of us. Wow. And Ooh. so we had to pick our answer based based off of the verbal question read to us from the teacher. Huh. And and I got stuck on a question and they kept reading ahead the other questions. So then I got I I started like missing questions because I was trying to figure out this one question and then he moved on to like the next three questions or whatever. And then I started crying hysterically because oh, I was like missing questions and I didn't know what this te- you know you're in second grade. I didn't know what this test is for and I was thought I was going to do bad on it. So then they, like I distinctly be- remember like another teacher having to take me like to the bathroom and like calm me down because I was crying hysterically about missing questions on this test and then I just went back and like did took off like wherever he left off so obviously it did very bad on that test because I missed like half of it and I obviously did not get put in horizons because I did not pass well on the test no and so and so you started so what they did was in elementary school it was uh second grade that was called okay so second grade and then um uh, but what they did was then you started in this program called Horizons, which was a pullout program. Mm-hmm. And so um, you were taken out and it was basically enrichment activities. They would just give you extra so assignments. Fun. And the yeah, well, the idea was that, you know, you have more work to do. And so you're not going to um, like your brain is working. It's not just sitting there kind of uh, left to its own devices. You are going out and you're doing things. It was also like create, it was like outside the box learning and thinking. Like I I distinctly remember them like giving us like black and white pictures and being like, come up with captions for this and like stuff like that. And we were in like third grade. Well, I, well, so I didn't get into Horizons till fourth grade. Right. So, but I, I guess I, I must've done okay on that test. It certainly (laughs) wasn't traumatizing for me. I did okay on that test, but I do remember what would happen, I guess, if you did well on that test is they would pull you out for more testing. And this, I remember, I was pulled out, I believe it was with the school psychologist. Mm -hmm. They had me go down to her office and she performed um, a a cognitive function test or essentially an IQ test. And it gives you your your IQ score, um, whatever, however you want to 
however you feel, teachers feel a lot of different ways about IQ tests. And, but I mean, it's a cognitive function test and they, they have their place. And so, um, but that's what they gave us. And then if you had um, a certain score, then you qualified to be in Horizons. And so I, I did hit that certain score and you your did. girl got put in Horizons. You did. I did. But Kim, you got put in Horizons. You tell us why you got that test. So I missed a whole year of Horizons in third grade. And then in fourth grade, I wrote a poem, which I guess was advanced for a fourth grader. I don't know. I distinctly remember the poem like being about a rainbow or something. It was like, it was literally like a poem like the, the, the rainbow shines, the rain trickled down like it was something really stupid about a rainbow and like the teacher like read it i will never forget this she read it and she like put the paper down she goes this is amazing and i was like what <laughs> and she, she's like this is the best poem i've ever read and and then she goes you need to come with me and the, i was in in fourth grade i was in a I had two teachers because we had like special education teachers, uh, kids mixed yeah. into my class. I forget what that's called. Inclusive. Inclusive. Inclusion. Inclusion class. So I was in an inclusion class. I was not in special education, but <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> not that it's bad if you are, um, but right. I'm just clarifying. And then um, she like grabs me by the hand and she takes me to the office and then she like talks to someone and then they're like, they're like, we need to call your mom. Then I remember meeting with the psychologist lady and doing like the, the, what I, I don't even remember anything except one question where she asked me if I had three wishes, what wishes would I do? And I, I distinctly remember like manipulatively thinking, being like, well, I'm going to have to pick something good something that a fourth grader wouldn't want, but what they <laughs> want me to say. So... <laughs> So I said, anxiety. I, I, well, so I, I said, I was like, okay, I'll allow one wish for myself and two wishes for world peace. So I, oh, Kim. So I wished, I think I wished for like a Barbie doll house. And then I wished for all the homeless people to have a house. And then, oh. I, and then I can't remember. My third wish was like world peace, like literally world peace or something like that. And that's the only question Ew. I remember from that. But then I guess I did good. And then I, I got into Horizons in literally yeah. in the middle of fourth grade. So I missed like a year and a half of Horizons technically. Well, so I remember because there were, there would be like, like a wave of people come in. So like at fourth grade, like a new wave of people. But I remember all of us that were like OG third grade were kind of like, oh, there are new people. But we like low key looked down on <laughs> people like oh they didn't qualify the first time around kind of attitude like I remember feeling that way like oh well they didn't come in until fourth grade well I did really Children great at Odyssey mean. of the Mind in fourth grade okay <laughs> you did it was um but I mean like that just very like kids are horrible but um so we were both in Horizons in fourth, uh, up until we graduated from elementary school. And then once we got to middle school, we moved to the program Gifted and Talented Education, or GATE for short. Mm -hmm. um, and what the way that GATE was kind of formatted um, at our elementary school or in our middle school was that there were two teams mm -hmm. um, of teachers. And it was the four core teachers. And you as a student would have... Um, all those like every student that had this English teacher would also have the math teacher, the social studies, the, the science. Yeah. And so there were two gate 
teams. Um, and we were actually on different gate teams. We yeah. knew each other from first grade. So we had known each other. We were like friendly with each other, but we had never had like, we were in different horizons. We didn't classes have because any you play can't... dates until seventh no. grade. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so like we had been in different horizons because uh, you would come in the year later and they tried to keep us all together. They really kind of lent in like really leaned into the whole like we were here first thing. <laughs> I I now didn't even know there it, was another group of you. Yeah. Um, we were the original ones. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so but um, they had us on two different teams so like we knew each other we were friendly but we weren't friend friends like not close um but we had the two and then you would just kind of rotate within that in your four core and it was just basically like i think just more accelerated they would give you harder work you were great on a harder scale you were held to a you were held to a higher standard type deal yes and, um, and, and we often our history class often coincided with whatever piece of literature we were reading at that time yeah. so like if we were learning about china we were either reading a book that took place in that time or in that geography and it kind of like mixed together with the curriculum i remember i don't know about you my english and my history uh, teacher were the same person yeah yeah they were for me okay, too so miss armstrong love you <laughs> so uh so we were each on our other teams and then in seventh grade we wound up i don't know if they condensed to one team in seventh grade or if we just wound up on the same we, team but seventh grade we all had the same was, teachers but we had different rotating schedules okay so it, uh, it was condensed to one team but instead of like the teacher only teaching like one period there, of we game, were like group a and group b but we all had the same four teachers okay so we wound up our only our only class that we had together was math, but we sat kind of near each other, which is how we became friends. The yellow legal pad. Um, yes. We would ride we around about on our bikes. Navy. Right. We, and then we spent the spring and summer riding around on our bikes. Like we were cool kids. Um, but um, that we were still like, they were those accelerated classes and I was about the same thing. And now this is where the wheels came off for me. You basically had a fine experience with GT up until your senior year. This is where it all started to fall apart for me. So, so mom, this is where your memory is really going to come in handy for us. Yes. Um, so, so from what I remember is that um, our English, or my, I'm sorry, our science teacher, who I'm not going to use his name. Right. Um, he basically came to you. And said, Rachel's not really paying attention, and so we're not putting her in accelerated science next year. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much, um, his comment to me was, it wasn't, he wasn't questioning your, um, necessarily your intelligence. He felt that you weren't ready for it. In other words, like he felt like your worth e work ethic and things like that, that you weren't ready for it and that he was concerned you might struggle. But, as we talked about earlier, which that didn't dawn on me. He didn't tell us that until it was almost the end of the year. Like when yeah, recommendations he, for for the earth science came in. So the way that it worked for the accelerated program going from 7th to 8th grade in in New York, at least it used to be this way. Um, typically, when you got to high school, ninth grade, you took earth science, 10th grade, biology, 
11th grade chemistry they and were then 12th grade classes yes and then which was their state which was the state test and then 12th grade was physics um if you took a science or you didn't AP have bio. to right so um so if you were in the accelerated program though you took earth science in eighth grade in instead eighth of ninth grade. grade yes yeah and so but there was still a team so like all the accelerated kids got put on that team and that science teacher only taught earth science and so but he never that science teacher my seventh grade science teacher he never came to me and said hey rachel if you don't start showing me that you want this you're not going to get put into earth science next year he never had that conversation with me he never had that conversation with you guys he just didn't which really as a teacher i feel like was a really big mistake because the function behind my behavior like I am not saying that I was a good student at all because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't but that is that is taking the kid out of the accelerated program because of your opinion on how they interact in your class and not at all with their ability or their intelligence, or what they are capable of. That is like how you personally feel about that kid. None of my other teachers recommended that. And so what happened was I was the only kid, the only one on the ex in the accelerated group of teachers. I was in the accelerated group for English, for social studies, and for math. I was the only kid not in science. So every other kid in my in all my other core classes had this one teacher for earth science and I was the only one who didn't. And what I think you gets me even accelerated more accelerated math in 7th. We weren't? No, cuz I placed myself out in 6th grade. I might have too, but I think that they had that Okay, you're right. Okay. So they had played but they were allowed us like they I think the math Math, like you could the take yourself out, but still be in the program. So math, so we were, so, but, so for all my other two core classes, though, I was the only kid who had that one specific team. Who didn't have earth science. was not, who did not have earth science. I was the only kid. I had a completely different teacher than anybody else. She was on a different team. Um, and I remember being so embarrassed by that. Like, that was so not fair. And I think what gets me, too, is that when I got into ninth grade, um, I was in earth science because that's, like, the typical road that the gen ed kids take. And my earth science teacher, and I was pulling the same stuff that I pulled in every other class. Like, I was doodling. I was daydreaming. I was talking to the person next to me. But that earth science teacher... Um, she actually came to you, mom, at the end of the year. Yeah. Well, she, you know, she just said to us at one of the parent-teacher conferences, I'll never forget it because I really loved her. And she said, you know, yeah. she goes, Rachel is just a unique person. She goes, she is looking out the window. She's looking at an eraser like she's never seen one before. <laughs> she goes, and I'll call on her, you know, to, to kind of call her out. But she always knows the answer. So she's paying attention. I know she's getting it. She just looks like she's doing a million other things. <laughs> so Which she, is yeah, she really, but she said, she said, but she's got it. You know, I, she's learning. Which is, which is what our seventh grade teacher just couldn't get. I loved him. I loved him. I thought he was a super, like, fun teacher. 
but he probably shouldn't like that was the wrong call in my opinion um but she actually then recommended me to be in accelerated biology the next year so i wound up with all the ninth graders when i was in 10th grade and taking honors biology i wound up with all the ninth graders who had taken earth science in ninth grade so i wound up right where everyone else had been like it was just the it was so it was a lot it was super frustrating for me as a kid yeah i remember being really annoyed yeah. at the entire thing i'm still obviously i'm still She's a salty little bit about it and you know because uh, you know as a parent um and you know this rachel i mean the teacher is the authority right so yeah. if the teacher comes and and says something i'm not going to question that right because right. i you know um so i was like okay if you know if you feel you can't yeah. recommend her that's okay but you know sometimes you really do have to advocate you know um right but I and I think that it's hard because you do like, well, you would hope that as a that the parent is trusting the teacher and right. the parents could trust you. And you and you did. I mean, you trusted yeah. that the teacher was going to make the right decision for me. Right. And that he was that he knew and that he was familiar with it. Um, but golly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, then Kim is still sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. You were you were still in your uh, you were in earth science and and we had then in eighth grade we had the same English teacher and yes. this is so like so like seventh grade <laughs> mom sighs no because one mom has feelings no and like no I think she's retired now right yeah but we won't say her name we won't say her name but I I no one like we'll call her. No, we'll call her Miss Cranky. How about that, Mrs. Cranky? Okay. Well, so yep. no one liked Mrs. Cranky. Like no student. No. 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 I can't think of one student. And my brother had her too, because my brother was in Horizons and Gate, and he remember he had her too. No one ever liked this woman. Which is like there are going to be a teacher like, oh, she's so mean, she's so whatever. No, but she like, was so mean. Yeah. <clears throat> for mom for you to do that because here's here's the thing about my mother God, and I feel like people at home that don't know her my mom does not put up with junk from us kids she never did yes. mom always you always you backed up the teachers if we weren't doing what we needed to do yep. and you would tell us you need she was real big on personal responsibility which yep. like it should be but you were real big on that and so and she was and, very, so you and your parents never, we're quite strict too. Like they, it's not like they're like, do whatever you want. Oh no. Right. Like, well, <laughs> there were, there were expectations yes. that we were held to and, and you, and you let us know that. And right. you told us, this is what I expect from you. Um, but you, you weren't the parent to make excuses. You were never, never. the parent to be like, Oh, but it's my, my child, no. my child would, would never, never say do that. <laughs> and, and that's why when Mr. You know, said that I was like, okay, you know right because yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna defend you um if you're not doing the work or whatever right and so um so i want to preface this next story with that because i think that that's important like this is and this isn't just like i wasn't the only person with an issue because Kim, while well, yours was way less severe and had did not have the lasting effects that my issues had no i was you just still salty. had yeah. But you had issues with her where she would like call you out because she, she made sat me next feel in a way that I know I as a teacher shouldn't make students feel. Yeah. 
So in what way? Well, so I, I around eighth grade is when I started dating my first boyfriend. Was that Chris? (laughs) It was Chris. (laughs) Shout out to you, Chris, for being my first boyfriend. And I dated him for three years too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's when I first started dating Chris and, um, Chris was friends with like this group of people who were were kind of like the I don't I don't want to say what they were, they were the slacker group uh we'll say and so they they always kind of like sometimes they get in trouble at school and stuff and whatever they were just being hooligans and he was he was kind of friends with them and Chris was definitely a kid who should have been put in gifted and talented yeah. Shout out to you, Chris. You're a very intelligent person. And <laughs> much love to you from how many years later. <laughs> but uh, so he definitely should have been a gifted and talented. So um, but he was friends with that group of people. And so we had another friend. I won't I won't say who this person is because I don't want to shout. I don't want to like embarrass him. But I was friends of a boy in gifted and talented who who was also part of that group who I was friends with because I was dating Chris and because we had become friends previously. Uh, But we got closer because of uh, me starting to date one of his friends in his group. And um, he got in trouble a lot at school and he ended up being like suspended sometimes and stuff like that. And she hated him, Miss Cranky Pants, because she felt he shouldn't have been in the program because he was always getting into trouble and stuff like that. And, um, which is definitely not true. He deserved to be in that program. And he's also very intelligent. Um, very. And so, um, I, she thought my association with them, with him and with that group of people, um, was, um, affecting me and affecting my performance in class, which I don't ever think like, so when he was suspended, he was out of school suspension for, I don't even know how long, a few weeks probably. Um, she, and when he came back and we always sat next to each other because of alphabetical order. When she came back, she said out loud to the entire class, Kim, your grades were so much better when blah, blah, blah was suspended. Ooh. Yeah. She said that out loud to the whole class. And I was like, I remember that. And I was so embarrassed because first off, and I was like, she was pointing out that like, I had a crush on him basically in my mind, which right. probably that didn't refer to, but in my mind I was like, how could she do that to me? <laughs> and then I was just like, no, they didn't. My grades have always been the same. I just never understood what the heck passive voice was. <laughs> but like that. Yeah. Like I remember her saying that to you. I remember her saying that and being like, can she do that? All, all, all of the, the eighth grade teachers who I had him in that class with me in science and in, in history, they, he was my lab partner in seventh grade in, well, oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mine was not that good. Um, <laughs> my, mine was unnamed kid who had giant crush on me and I did not have giant crush on him back. Oh, I, forgot, I lost my train of thought. So, oh, so, but like in history class too, and in, in science, like my association with him they would all like, ju- like, like not like me or like miss, like treat me differently because I was associated with him. Wow, which was which is silly, not okay. No, like not okay. Yeah. Um. So you had it like 
that was the kind of teacher she was. And I think that it's too like there like there are times where you joke around with your kids and you're like, golly, you were doing a lot better when your friend, your buddy, your pal. Oh, she here, had, she was not she had malice she was be- not, behind her words. Yes. And she was not in front of the class. You're looking yeah. to humiliate and embarrass. There's, yeah. there's no other reason for it. Yep, exactly. And she, especially like us knowing who she was and everything, we're like that. It was not good natured. It was not funny. It was no. just rude. Um, so now my experience with her was um, was it mom every time mom takes this big deep breath because my mother did not like this woman. Um, she worked your very last nerves. You know, and it's funny because I can honestly say, you know, having three kids and all the teachers you guys had, when I look back, if so, if we ever are talking about, like, teacher horror stories, she is truly the only person who I will say, you will never believe what happened with this teacher. <laughs> like, there's nobody else, honestly, in all of your years and all of your teachers that... Yeah, we went to great schools. I, yeah, that yeah. I thought poorly of any of the teachers, but this woman... Well, I think this is too. This, you know, our school was a tenured school. So teachers could get tenure, which essentially means that after a certain number of years, if you pass a certain number of evaluations, you basically can't get fired. Right. Um, And And also teaching was different then. Well, I think it, honestly, it it goes so far beyond that with her. Oh, yeah. Well, she couldn't. So like the things that she did... I, I told Kim, and Kim doesn't know, I don't know a lot of this yet. story. No, but I I truly think that if if we weren't fired for this, we would have pretty we would probably be run out of the school. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if she did not have tenure, she should have been fired for this. Yeah. <laughs> so so now okay. that we've built this up and got I need to know and ready to go. Okay. So so here's here's kind of let's start this story off. So um I want to give a little, I, um, part of the reason that I was in these GT programs and was because of my reading comprehension. Kim, I think you took SATs in seventh grade, didn't you? Did we? Uh, Oh, did you not? I don't, (laughs) I don't think we did. Did, did, did we take it in class? No, no. Um, so I was in, when I was in seventh grade, they, uh, my English teacher recommended me to take the SATs, and so I signed up, and I went to a high school with oh, high school students during... It was, it was horrifying. I was like, I had to leave her and be like, uh. Yeah, you're in there for like six hours. Yeah. yeah, and I did, and I took the SATs when I was in seventh grade, and the reason that I did was because of my reading comprehension scores were so high in school that they wanted to see how I did um, on the SAT. And from what... I don't know if I'm remembering this, Mom, but I think I... Did not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm pretty sure I did pretty good on it. On you the reading. actually, you actually, I forget what the ranking was, but you did like 50 percent better than the high school, like than the, of the high school students oh, no. that took it. So you rank like in the 50 percentile of all the kids that took it in high school. And the funny thing is, when you retook it, when you were in high school, you didn't do. <laughs> That, that, that much better. Like, when you think it, she's 50% in seventh grade, she should kill it. Um, not so much. I peaked. <laughs> you peaked, I peaked. I, you peaked in seventh grade. <laughs> um, but, so, I, I mean, like, I think that all these things, like, I'm not, I wasn't a good kid. But, like, not to, but, I mean, like, 
I'm very good with reading. Right, and reading is my strong reading suit. and and English was always your strong suit. So you know, we had we, to we laughed because you couldn't send Rachel to her room as punishment because she'd be happy. <laughs> you'd find her up there in her bed reading. It's like no, this is supposed to be punishment. <laughs> Go mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, we we would make Mike and Dan read for punishment, but punishment was not <laughs> reading was not punishment for Rachel. So like you know. I came in to seventh grade. Oh, I'm sorry. Eighth grade. I came in. We had to do a summer reading report. And I came in and I friggin' came in and did um, and do a book report. And I did Phantom of the Opera. We had to do which a book is, report. We had to do a book report. And while yeah. everyone was like, I'm going to do this little book, I stinking did Phantom of the Opera. And if you've ever read Phantom of the Opera, then you understand that is a book translated from French. It is all over the place. It is a wild book. with that's very. It's a difficult book. It's I, a very difficult book. And it was definitely above reading level. I remember so, um, Kim, Kim, I'm guessing you didn't do your summer book report. I don't remember what I did if I yeah. did it. Well, You're I remember to. being... <laughs> I The only reason I remember is because I remember being very proud that I did it over Phantom. Maybe, I remember being like, maybe my teacher's going to be... Maybe didn't like me because I didn't do my book report. <laughs> well... I remember being so proud of it. Like, my teacher is going to love me because look at this really hard book that I'm doing and look like she's going to know how capable I Like, she's going to know, like, oh, man, she's going to be impressed by me. And so we came in and um, suffice it to say she was not. (laughs) No. But I don't know that anybody could impress her. Honestly. So, um so then we had to read this book. I don't know if you remember, Kim, The Chocolate Wars. I remember The Chocolate Wars because she got mad that I read the whole thing instead of the chapters we were supposed to because I misread the homework board. <laughs> which which I think should say something that this was a book that could be read in one sitting. Um, I did stay up real late. <laughs> doing that but it was but would if from what you remember would you call this book a particularly challenging read no no it was not challenging at all it wasn't interesting either but it wasn't but it was not a challenging read and i want to make this uh, this is important to the story no so you guys were reading the chocolate wars Mm -hmm. and i remember um that we were we were reading it and there was a part that i felt uncomfortable reading it it was a sexual part of the book and it was like we grew up and like mom you guys were very open with us and you did not shield us from the outside world but but like we weren't like it we lived in a stricter house and we lived in a more conservative house and so but we were never like unaware of anything right um you were very open and honest with us and so it was not like this was like oh my sweet pure eyes what am i reading it was that <laughs> i was looking at this book and i was genuinely uncomfortable with the content and so i brought that to you right and was like i don't like this right and then I looked through it, and I saw a couple of other things that I didn't like. And so I said, okay, honey, you're not going to read this book. Um, and so I just wrote a note. Um, I did not call the teacher. I did not call the school. I did not make a stink. I simply wrote a note, and I said, I just wanted to let you know that um, Rachel does not want to read this book. Or And I worded it something like, you know, uh, this book is uncomfortable. It has these different elements in it, you know, um, adolescent sexual activity, and there was smoking. And I said, so I would appreciate if you would assign another book to her to read. And I gave you that note, 
and I sent you to school with it. Thinking, and it's yeah, and and again, it, I wasn't, I wasn't nasty. I wasn't like, how dare you assign this book? I was just like, listen, we don't want her reading this, so please assign another book. So now, Kim, if you were a teacher an English teacher and you got a letter like that saying, Hey, my, my student is not comfortable with the sexual content of this book. Um, please give her another, give her a separate assignment to do. It's so happened. You're not comfortable. We've had, um, I think it was a high school kids or maybe we had some book. I forget what book it was. And the parents didn't want them reading it for some reason, some personal belief reason. And they right. assigned him a different book. Okay, right. Because right. because at the end of the day if that if the student like especially with sexual stuff, if that student is not comfortable reading it for you so so um so now mom she responded to your letter. Yeah. So I'm at work and I get a call and it's Mrs. Cranky Pants. I almost did it again. <laughs> it's Mrs. Cranky Pants. And so now Mrs. Cranky Pants and and I think what bothered me, it was, um, you know, she was a little bit condescending, almost like, you know, you ignorant woman, you know, I'm going to enlighten you as to why this book is so such a literary marvel or whatever. And basically what she did is she called me and she now starts explaining to me, oh, Rachel misunderstood the book, you know, this is this is not a bad book. You know, this is a and I said, well, I said, I have an issue with this book because you are normalizing adolescent sexual activity. You're normalizing smoking. So, no, I, she goes, but there's a wonderful message about bullying if you read the book. So she keeps talking. And finally, I said, Mrs. Cranky Pants, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Rachel is not allowed to read this book. And, you know, I could tell she was like a little taken back. And she got a little huffy, and then she told me, she said, well, then she can choose from Pride and Prejudice, uh, and Rachel, we talked about this because I couldn't remember, mm -hmm. but I, I definitely know where right now it was Pride and Prejudice, Wuthering Heights, or Jane Eyre. And I told her, <laughs> okay, fine. And I'm laughing because, you know, I know in her mind she's trying to pick the most prudish, you know, Dense. kind of books, right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> Rachel's going to love this. <laughs> So I told her, that's fine. Thank you very much. And again, did not contact the principal. Did not, I did not make a big stink about it. All I wanted was give her a different book to read. Right? Well, so we're done. Like, can you imagine being that adamant that a student reads something that makes them uncomfortable like that? I can't wrap my brain around doing that. And, and again, her contacting me was she was almost trying to, I don't want to say bully me, but, yeah. you know, again, you know, you ignorant person, like, this is not a bad book. You know, right. this is this is what your daughter is going to read because the message of bullying or whatever. So it was, it, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth, but I didn't care because I'm like, okay, so now we have a different book to read and we're good to go. And, um, and like, I know a lot of grown people, English teachers who can't get, who hate Regency, who, who do not enjoy, um, uh, Jane Austen or the Brontes. That. I hate it. I hate it. I hate yeah. It. <laughs> I mean that it, I just found it so funny that 
that that she thought that it was an equitable assignment, which right. she definitely didn't, but that she actually was like, you know what, you know what you're going to do now, student who was uncomfortable, you are going to read a book that is well above your grade level, a book that, and, and do an assignment over it by yourself. So while all of you guys were reading this itty bitty baby little uh, chocolate wars, stinking chocolate wars, and doing class discussions and class assignments that she was going over in class, I was thinking reading Jane Austen by myself and doing a book report on it. And she and I did it by myself and I remember I know that I did exactly what she wanted and I know that I did it at a good job because I understood the material and she still she gave me a bad grade on it yeah yeah and um and so then came around parent teacher conferences and I didn't know this and this is what really blows my mind I can't imagine doing this to a parent yeah so um in junior high you guys were responsible for going around to the teachers, Kim, I don't know if you remember this, and scheduling your parents to come for parent-teacher conferences. Oh, yeah. Remember that? So um, Rachel's report card came home, and, of course, Mrs. Cranky Pants gave her a, a terrible, you know, grade and everything else. Didn't fail her because she couldn't, but, you know, gave her as low as she could. And uh, so I said, you know, to Rachel, I want to see her. So she comes home and she says, well, Mrs. Cranky Pants said that she has no more time slots. She couldn't give you a conference. So now I'm annoyed. So we go to the school and I'm like, where is Mrs. Cranky Pants' room? And she tells me. So when I'm done with all of the other, you know, conferences, I decide that I'm going to go to Mrs. Cranky Pants' room. So I go in and she's in her room all by herself. So I lean in, I go, hello, Mrs. Cranky Pants. And she looks up and she smiles and she says, yes. I said, hi, I'm Kathy DeRosha, Rachel's mom. And instantly <laughs> I said, um, I know that we weren't able to schedule an, appo you know, a, an appointment, but I figured I'd swing by and uh, see if you had a couple of minutes to chat. Now, she can't tell me oh. she doesn't because nobody's there. So I sit down and she proceeds to tell me, you know, Rachel is this and she's that and she doesn't do this and she doesn't turn in her assignments and she's, I mean, just a whole litany of, you know, things that my daughter did wrong. She and did so, not do a compliment sandwich. No, 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 there was no compliment. So I, you're I, supposed to do a nice thing, <laughs> bad things. Nice thing. No, there, there was nothing nice. So when we were all done, I just looked at her. I said, well, Mrs. Cranky Pants, you know, thank you so much for letting me know these things. I said, I'm going to go home and have a chat with Rachel tonight because what you're telling me is just not acceptable. So I'm going to go home and have a chat with her. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. If you don't see a marked improvement in these issues you've raised within the next two weeks, would you be kind enough to let me know? And she looked me straight in the eye and said, no. And what? I said, excuse me? She goes, that's what progress reports are for. And I looked at her and I said, <laughs> okay, thank you for your time. Have a great night. And I left. And this is, again, here's the thing. At that point, I could have gone to the principal. I could have, you know, but nothing is happening because she has tenure. And that's why she felt so comfortable in being so rude and so disrespectful because she knew you can't do anything. So I just, 
this I, I use this as a wonderful life learning opportunity. I sat down with Rachel and I said, listen, you may work for a Mrs. Cranky Pants at some point in your life. So you need to learn how to That's true. deal with the cranky pants. And, you know, you're going to go in there. You're going to do your best job. Uh, you know, you're probably not going to get a good grade and she's going to give you a hard time. But this is a great life lesson. And That's we true. did. That's and, very true. Yeah. And looking back now, all Mrs. Cranky Pants is is a funny story. You know, she's she's yeah. she has no significance whatsoever in your life. And that's kind of but she that was that was infuriating to me. I wanted I really wanted to punch her. I didn't I I, just, I can't so I didn't know this. I I much wrong can you imagine a, saying a parent no. saying was there an email saying, back then no no well no no so well here's the thing this is a day where there is not you can't check your kids grades online no yes. so it's not like it's not like mom could have gone home and checked the grades and kept up with them like you can do today so no, like today we just got our grade and like, we got our grade right like now when when parents are like please like let me know every time a kid doesn't hand in the assignment it's a little like okay but we've t we've we've shown you how to do this like no they, yeah, they I, I don't have a problem the yeah, progress reports were written progress reports that were sent home you know midterm so i'm saying to you give her two weeks like i'm i'm telling you but this even is gonna so, like if some parent asked me like let me know any changes i would shoot them i'd be like okay and i'd shoot them an email in two weeks and let them know i mean back then i probably just would have i guess called you so here's the thing hey. she obviously knew how to call me because she already did that's true <laughs> it's as easy as that right i i can't imagine just outright denying yeah. a parent like that yeah they they put such a big emphasis on on open communication with parents and replying to parents in a certain amount of time and and the importance of that and it Working is so important yes because it's a cooperative effort and so i can't wrap my brain around a parent who is like i'm going to fix this problem you are having please let me know not don't let let me know how she's doing in two weeks no. not even that it was if she is still a problem in two weeks, well, I please my let exact, me know. My exact words were, if you don't see a marked improvement within two right. weeks, please let me know. I can't, I can't imagine. Mm. I feel 100% like if I tried to pull either of those things with a student that I would, I would have serious issues. Well, it, I would have gotten if, trouble. If it hadn't been, if it hadn't been for tenure, I would have left yeah. her room and I would have gone down to the office and spoke to Mr. Yeah. P, who was <laughs> the principal back then. But I knew, yep. you know, I, again, I don't want to put him in that position because I know right. there's nothing he could do. So, again, life lesson time. That's, you know, that's all yep. that was. And, uh, and so while all of my peers who, honestly, I probably, <laughs> toot toot, could have outread all of you, got a, or most of you, <laughs> some of you. I, <laughs> so, I, you still read more books than me, so I am not insulted. Right, but... But, you know, all of my peers who, I mean, honestly, probably weren't at the same reading level as me got to go on and to go into humanities, which was um, a combined English or a combined literature and history class. And right. I and she recommended me for nothing, not honors English, um, not humanities. And that was uh, that was that was the end of my GT experience up until I uh that teacher recommended me and then by the time I got to high school or to senior year I had kind of taken ownership and I was 
I was in college classes again. Um, so Kimberly, though, then you were up and you did humanities in ninth, 10th, 11th grade. But then in 12th grade, they kind of they transitioned you guys. They still had it, but you guys didn't do it. Um, right? There were two paths after 11th grade. When you were in humanities in 11th grade, you had a choice. No, you didn't have a choice. You were either recommended to be go into AP classes or in or stay in humanities. If you were a true original Gate Horizons kid and an overachiever, you wanted to go the AP course class, uh, AP classes course. If you were not as good as the cream of the crop, you stayed in humanities. I was not recommended for AP classes. <laughs> Um, at least not for for literature. I was recommended for humanities, and I didn't want to be separated from the love of my life at the time. <laughs> so I cried to the Mrs. Uh, the eleventh grade English teacher. I cried for her to place me into AP classes, which she did. <laughs> so I got put in AP literature and AP government. My, my senior year. And I'm guessing that wasn't a good thing. <laughs> I I didn't do the best, but I the reason I was struggling in 11th and 12th grade was because my anxiety was still undiagnosed. Yeah. And so I was doing very bad on tests, but no one was catching that it was due to <laughs> test anxiety, which is very apparent in like, second grade, apparently. <laughs> which i mean like you know there are full circle like, you are you are like one of those people that even if you're not into medication or whatever it's like you gotta admit <laughs> your girl needs it <laughs> i i i do take anxiety medication and yeah. i i was only supposed to be on it for a year and now it's been almost three years <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's a it makes a bit really big difference for you. Like I notice a big difference when you're on it and when you're not. It makes in your levels of it anxiety. Makes, it makes me more balanced. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah. So that's and they what a wild you cried time. and yeah. Mom, thank you so much for coming in thank and sharing. Thank you so that. much for having me. I really am enjoying you your podcast. Our first so yes. I know you I'm are. so excited. It's like this is my first podcast that I've ever recorded, and I'm your first <gasps> guest. So it's like just you a are. bunch of first. Oh, so fancy. really, thank you so much for having me, ladies. I really appreciate it. I love you're you. Um, All right, we love you. Um, love and you again, girls. if you enjoyed the dulcet tones of my mother's voice, yes, please uh, hit her up for me. phone stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, hit hit us up and we'll pass along the message. We don't want creeps messaging you, Mom. Yeah, we don't know who she's taken. The, 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 the riffraff. <laughs> she is a married woman. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Any any voiceover work would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we. I love you, mommy. All right. Love you, girls. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was my mom. I love you, mom. Me too. Um, my mom was never my mom. <laughs> my mom was never like the cool mom per se because they. I thought they, she was a cool mom. Well, she was not the cool mom. Like my mom wouldn't let you like have your friends over and drink in the basement. Kind of. Oh cool. no! She was. But I liked that she would be silly with us when I would talk oh, on the yeah. banana phone. Oh yeah, my mom. 
I think my mom was just a lot of fun. She accepted my See, strangeness. My yeah, my mom is just a lot of fun. Um, and like she always made it really clear when we were kids, like I'm your parent, not your friend. But like she was good at being friends with us. And now that like we're on the other side of it, like my mom is one of my best friends. Same with my mom. Hi, mom. Yeah, my mom's love our mommies. Yay for mommies. Um, so I, you know, how terrible of a teacher. And I know that last week I was like, I didn't feel so bad. Honestly, this week I felt like I stink and rocked it, man. I had so many one-on-one tutorials with kids and their little, the little light bulbs were going off in their head when we were doing literary analysis. And I felt like a stinking champ. I, I think this, I, I'm finally getting out of my like winter blues funk. It took me like basically all of January. Um, yep. I, I am very, <laughs> I am feeling this feeling of, um, like I am feeling unmotivated more than usual. And I, like, I don't want to go to bed to get up early. I'd rather do things for me instead of do things for work. And this is the first time I've ever felt that way. And I don't okay. know if it's just due to like pandemic teaching or whatever. Also, this is new since last time. We're officially, I don't think, I, I don't think this was official last time. I'm officially going hybrid um, uh, in a few days, basically. No, no, you didn't. Because it was like the day after we recorded the podcast, you FaceTimed me and your septum ring was flipped down. Oh, yeah. And you went, we're going hybrid. We're going hybrid. Nose ring down. Nose ring down. Mask on. <laughs> but yeah. So, yes. So I haven't had kids in my classroom in, in almost a year. So I think that will bring some motivation back for me as I oh, love yeah. interacting with them. It's it's such a big part being able to work with the kids one on one. That's just the it's that's huge. the best part I'm good at is is connecting yeah. with them. Yeah. So like in this funk and in this kind of like bluesy period that you are going through, how did you take care of yourself this week? What was your care like? Well, I want to say I got my vaccine, but <laughs> um, I I have been socializing. I've been making a point to socialize more and call people a lot this week. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what else I've done. I've been taking some naps, <laughs> and I've been I've just been like creatively expressing. I've been doing a lot of drawing. Yeah stuff for me embroidering like i've been doing stuff for me which self-care baby boring self-care but self-care just like taking my meds boring self-care there's nothing wrong with that i um i'm trying to think i feel like for me this week i've i think i've kind of set i'm trying to set a higher standard for myself and how i spend my free time um and so this week i you know, I had a perfect week, baby, of a, I've had a perfect week of working out. Oh, which, yeah, I get notified every time you work out. <laughs> so I, um, and then I've, you know, we built a fire pit in our backyard. I love your fire pit. I'm going to use it. I love it. So, um, but we've been going out and having fires. My husband and I have just been like sitting and spending time together and, um, Wes dug out a garden space in the backyard and my mom is like super into gardening and like life goals to be like my mother. And so um, I, I'm i going to try to garden. I have a kind of a black thumb, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I feel you. But that's, you know, that's kind of again, like just trying to like pick up more hobbies um, 
I've also uh, been trying to, I've, I've kind of gone through, I, I read a lot. You do. But I went through a few, I went through maybe like two weeks without picking up a book, which <gasps> is crazy for me. <laughs> I know. So I, uh, I picked back up my book that I was reading. I was in the middle of reading um, one of the Harry Potter books and I finished that. And so. Yeah. Oh, finally, that one you've been waiting to finish. Yeah. Well, this but, has been lovely. Yes. Episode this is definitely, definitely a longer podcast than the last few. But, you know, when you have special guests. When you got tea to spill. Right. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but we just want to say thank you to my wonderful mother. I also realize we've kind of talked about this, but I don't think we've officially thanked my dear husband, Wesley, for oh. editing I the sound on our podcast. Hi, you Wesley. You do. Wes does our, uh, our, our sound mix. So I go through and edit the content, and he goes through and he edits the mix. And I do nothing. Right. <laughs> um, because I'm a control freak. <laughs> and <laughs> I have the people to advertise to. <laughs> you do. You do. You are you're the one getting I'm people the PR. to listen. You are. Um but thank you Wesley for uh mixing this. You are a, a treasure. Yes, you are also my treasure for sharing your wife <laughs> with me. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that that about wraps up this uh this week of the podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate us 5 stars. Give us your Starbucks orders. Follow us on Instagram, please. Um and <laughs> And email us your teacher horror stories and we will read it like we read uh, Miss Bridgerton's today. Yes, I will pick a new name from one of my new favorite shows. Or my old favorite shows. And maybe I'll read them in funny accents. (laughs) Alrighty, well, thank you guys so much. We love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm so hungry. (laughs) 